Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Hey, what do you think you're playing at? Come here. Joseph Kevin Keegan OBE. Yes, his first name isn't actually Kevin. It could be that Joseph was entered on his birth certificate by mistake. Maybe it simply never suited him. Or perhaps he lost the use of it in a bet. Whatever it was, <laughs> the man the world knows as Kevin Keegan is a winner of three First Division titles. Keegan! The FA Cup. The European Cup. Two UEFA Cups, the Bundesliga, two Ballons d'Or and many, many other individual awards. He managed one of the most beloved sides in Premier League history. Took charge of his country and even had chart hits in the UK and Germany. You're not helping. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm doing well here. Yeah, you are doing well. <laughs> I was trying to keep it quiet. Leave that in. He met his wife Jean on the waltzes at Doncaster Fair in 1970. He's known for his charity work and he's one of those rare figures who is adored by everyone. And yet that's not the full story. Never has such a talented, obviously lovely man had such bafflingly unfair luck. You may be familiar with some examples. The cycling incident on TV show Superstars. Covered in dust, that is a terrible crash. A crockery-based misunderstanding in Yugoslavia. A lay-by turning out to be the wrong place at the wrong time. His infamous, I will love it if we beat them rant. I will love it if we beat them. And the 12-point lead it eroded. Love it. Quickly, Kevin, will he score? There are so many. 
Why has so much misfortune befallen such a nice man? We simply do not know, but we're going to do our best to find out, whilst also honouring the great man in a finely balanced way. <laughs> Wish us luck, because this is the Football Rambles Guide to Kevin Keegan, and you will love it. Love it! Take it from me. Be smart. Be safe. Right, gentlemen. Well, hey, well done. Got well through done, that done. first take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, opening question for you, gentlemen. What do you first associate with the name Kevin Keegan? Jim Campbell. I do actually think of um, I think of the football, the scintillating entertainers football. Obviously, there's so much else that goes around it that mm. we will come into and possibly have to edit extensively. Um, <laughs> but it, I do think of the the thrilling fun that Keggy provided for us with mm. that team. Yeah, that's a good one, Peter. What are you going to say now? Well, apart from my three-year stint at his um, soccer circus, north of the border, um, <laughs> he, he was the man who uh, irreparably uh, changed the course of my life, one would uh, argue. Newcastle United were my mm. first football love after Roberto Baggio's uh, Italy side in the, in the 94 World Cup. Um, and he got me interested in domestic football mm. and he... Uh, and I am a, a great deal, and that's why I'm here, isn't it? Really, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. why you like football, isn't it? Two very cause, cause... earnest uh, and serious answers, yeah. there, which is nice. Exactly. You know, again, we can't, you know, we're, just, we're just trying to balance this out. Um, look more. <laughs> I would go for his his physical appearance, and the reason I'm saying that is for two reasons. One is because it's a bit before my time, but it was very kind of present in my family's kind of psyche that the old perm haircut. Mm. But also mm. back in the day when you didn't really see ripped people on TV every five minutes like you do yeah, now. And yeah, as yeah. Pete said in the past, you know, strong men back mm -hmm. in the 70s and 80s were just fat <laughs> blokes who could eat a lot. Yeah, big Ke daddy. Keegan looked amazing yeah. with his shirt off. He did. And you seem to have been able, somehow to have been able to get access to quite a lot of his shirt off antics, if mm -hmm, you like. Mm -hmm. And just, he looked amazing. Like, he just looked so good. He looked like a Greek, chiseled Greek oh, god. Oh, he's proper box office stuff. Yeah, yeah. and so, and also, I, I also, the boring answer is, which I'm sure we'll come on to in more detail, yeah. the boring answer is, I am fortunate enough to have grown up in a family, mm -hmm. I feel like looking back, that really properly appreciated football mm -hmm. and footballers and really loved football being played the right way and all the rest of it. It wasn't like the agricultural 1980s kind of stuff you associate English football with. Mm -hmm. My family really loved it. And they always talked about how good a player Kevin Keegan was. Yeah. And you can see that now when you watch highlights back of him. So a fantastic player and a, an amazing specimen is what I would say. What about you? Well, I think of him being um, incredibly unlucky. <laughs> and we'll come on to those things. <laughs> want to uh, fill that detail in a bit over the next 40 minutes or so? <laughs> I think we will. Yeah. Um, but by the way, when you say about um, his uh, physique and so on, we got a message from Ellis James who uh, said this when he thinks of Kevin Keegan. When Bill Shankly first saw him topless, apparently Shankly purred and said, what a physique, son. Did you used to be a boxer? Ellis says, I think about that all the time and would love someone to say it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it's fair to say that nobody had that body. Nobody nah, in football yeah. had that body. Like yeah. proper Cristiano Ronaldo abs, yeah. mm. you know, that the level of how where, where Cristiano Ronaldo has got to yeah. with yeah. modern dieting mm -hmm. and all the rest mm -hmm. that goes into that. Kevin King was doing it with some rotten little dumbbells in the yeah. Liverpool. Well, well, even like sort of body types in, in movies. And the three-day week. It was not that long ago that not every sort of leading man <laughs> was like stacked with... With, with washboard well, ads. You think Clint so Eastwood it, or Burt Reynolds if, hard? If, yeah. Hollywood wasn't like that yeah. fairly no. recently. Keegan in the 70s looking like that. How? Did, how? He was born in Doncaster, of course, South Yorkshire. Born mm. into a family of Newcastle United fans, including his father Joe and his uncle Frank. Um, Even for football, he was born in uh, some pretty impoverished surroundings. Yeah. He's like yeah. incredible. Mm. Uh, and he, he's, he, he described himself as <clears throat> the mutt who made 
uh, made it to Crofts. Oh, that's Mongol nice. Who made it to Mo- uh, yeah. Crofts, which I think is very nice. That's yeah. lovely, isn't it? Yeah, well, uh, his, his footballing career didn't get off to the best of start. As a schoolboy, he had two trials. One was with Coventry City, um, who didn't offer him a contract after a six-week trial. And then he had a trial with Doncaster Rovers, which his father set up. However, uh, when Keegan arrived, he discovered he'd been given the wrong information. The trial was earlier in the day at a different place. So... <laughs> the precedent was set earlier. Yeah, he did DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for, for those... Um, There's no one here. I've got a great chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only player. Well, when he was 15, he got his break and was off the professional contract at fourth division side Scunthorpe United. At 15? Yeah. I know it's fourth division, but still, that is a mm. wonderful achievement, you know. Mm. Um, uh, it was a very different era, of course. Scunthorpe couldn't afford a set of football nets and trained on a rugby pitch and did five-a-side training on an old concrete car park. I mean, again, it's such a different yeah. time. Yeah. Not the same as... You wouldn't imagine that Phil Foden's gone through that experience. I wouldn't have thought so. As part of the academy system. No. no. So Keegan, by 1971, he was getting itchy feet. Was uh, even con- He even considered giving up on football entirely for a proper full-time job. Thank goodness he didn't. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for, for so many reasons. Yeah. Um, because if you we think... We know he liked giving up on things. <laughs> and he could have set that early. <laughs> That's harsh, Jim, on Kev. Hey, he did it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, let's get to his time at Liverpool. Uh, he was discovered by the head scout, Jeff Twentyman, which is a great name. Brilliant name. Um, <laughs> who, Don't have people called that these days. <laughs> who recommended Keegan uh, to Bill Shankly. Keegan was signed for £33,000 at the age of 20. And his arrival would coincide with an unprecedented pre- period of success. In six years there, Liverpool won the league three times, the FA Cup, two UEFA Cups, and the club's first ever European uh, Cup, of course. Uh, he was he was the football star of the 1970s yeah. in English football. Um, he had a he had a little and large partnership with John Toshak, of course, which we we always enjoyed. There's a famous photo of them dressed up as Batman and Robin. Keggy's obviously Robin. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's not really going to work the other way around, is it? Uh, no. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Um, Liverpool actually beat Newcastle in the FA Cup final in 1974. Keegan scoring two, and he noted in his autobiography that Shankly, um, uh, he and the other Liverpool players really tried to be sympathetic to their devastated opponents. I mean, it, it is worth really pointing out how good a player he was. I mean, if you watch, I know highlights on YouTube can be kind of <clears throat> misleading and everything but he's a player who looks to me and I wasn't old I'm not old enough to have seen him play properly but mm. he looks to me like he had absolutely everything like yeah. he's got two great feet he's really good in the air for yeah. a player of his mm. size you know I mean we talk about Mighty the, Mouse was his nickname yeah. that's right that's right yeah we bemoan the kind of lack of of, of really outstanding headers of the ball round these days. I mean, mm-hmm. back in maybe the nineties, a bit after that, you'd have you know, standout players like Christian Christian Vieira or someone like that. Who Shearer, was, Shearer is a great example. Yeah. Keegan's five foot eight, and he and I, you, I don't think he's even that. I, I think, think he's, he's only five, five six. Isn't well, he? Okay, he's so he's short. It's Hollywood build height. Yeah, it's wild. He's, yeah, five eight, and he scores an extraordinary amount of headers. Mm, yeah. An extraordinarily ha- powerful header of the ball. Obviously, his physique. He's very strong. He's very mm-hmm. quick. He's got a good center of gravity. He's got great balance. He he is a fantastic player and in many ways you kind of feel a bit like the yin of how good he was as a footballer Mm -hmm. and the yang of how hapless he was off the pitch in a way feels kind of strangely balanced and poetic I know what you mean. Um, it's, it's a little bit like finding out that like David Beckham, like later in his life, David Beckham fell foul of like 17 Nigerian Prince scam emails. <laughs> Just sort of yeah. go, Actually, oh, I, he's too cool for that. No, he's and not. He's going, he's, no, he's not. No, but yeah. if you remember um, Beckham when, when we first heard him speak. And, yeah, and there is a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, voice, and I remember, squeaky voice, I remember yeah. Frank Skinner saying, um, you know, you see this young, good looking, very talented footballer, the world at his feet, mm. going out with the Spice Girl and all this. 
And I heard him talk and I thought, that's fair. <laughs> um, With Keegan, it's more like he's found a genie in a lamp. Maybe. And he said, can I, oh, can <laughs> the, I be the best footballer in the world? Yeah. It's like, yeah, sure you can. It's like, will there be any consequences of this? Well, you'll find out. <laughs> wait, wait and see. It's like the genie bosses him around. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it's never what it seems. Do you think the first time we saw this with, with Kevin Keegan was, of course, the uh, the Bremner incident? Um, in the Charity Shield final, um, Keegan was sent Charity off. Charity Shield. <laughs> I know. That's good stuff. Keegan was sent off for being punched twice. <laughs> he did. He did throw hands himself as well. Though. He did. It, he got punched twice and was yeah. sent off. And that that so Johnny Giles first punched Keegan, um, but was uh, reprieved after Keegan asked the referee not to be too harsh on him. Which is fascinating. That sums he just it punched up. you, Kev. Yeah. But that sums it up. Keegan's Keegan's been punched, and then he says, "I oh, look, don't 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 send but, him but off." You know what? I, I think as a, the other Leeds player goes, "Well, I'll have a go then." Yeah. <laughs> A thing that's said about Keegan as a player a lot was that he had an almost like ravenous competitive spirit. Yeah. He would probably have wanted to play against 11 men rather than 10, despite having mm. just been lamped. Yeah, so Kevin Keegan, um, in, in that incident, uh, Giles put in a two-footed lunge on him. Yeah. Keegan wasn't happy. He was immediately uh, confronted, rather, very different from by Billy Bremner. Keegan lost his leg. He did punch him, and then Bremner punched him back. They were both sent off, and Keegan's father apparently came into the dressing room to comfort old Keggy. And Keegan says that um, the, uh, the, then the door opened and in comes Billy Bremner crying. Mm. He's like, Billy Bremner crying? And he said, Kevin, I'm so sorry. And my dad said to him, if you don't get out of this dressing room, I'm going to hit you as well. <laughs> He's got his dad on him. Yeah. Wouldn't be the last time Keegan got on the wrong end of a punch-up, of course. <laughs> it will um, be the last time this week. In the same year, um, <laughs> Keegan was beaten up by security men at Belgrade Airport with the, with the crockery bags and... And he's why has he got crockery? <laughs> yeah, crockery. He brought some home. Yeah, but he? it's just an odd thing to do. Yeah, it's, you, <laughs> it's a very seventies thing to yeah, do. Massively. Yeah, massively. Because because you think of like when people first started going to Spain on holidays, they'd bring back like a straw donkey, like a souvenir. Yeah, yeah. The crockery thing, I, I feel like I need to know more about. So that. risky. It's really risky. Like one of the, two bags one of, of it as well. Yeah. It's one of the most fragile things you can bring back. And you're Kevin Keegan. Exactly. I mean, you, you've got form yeah. in this area. To be fair, you might expect it to go wrong, but perhaps not quite as spectacularly as it did. How, I mean, how do you think he presented that to Gene? Oh, I've got you. And then he just emptied the bags and it was just all he, bits. But it, but it was it was, it was Bulgarian <laughs> pottery as well. It was, yeah. So, Are they known for pottery? I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's not in Yugoslavia. What would they do? I'm confused where... Did he import it? Was he wait, was someone waiting for him? Yeah, I in, with 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 cross border um, <laughs> fucking, fucking crockery. I don't know. It's amazing. Do we it know? Is. Do we know? Obviously, we know people who've listened to this show for a long time will know what happened to the to crockery. It was smashed, as Marcus has alluded to. Mm. Do we know if he took it all home to Gene? In I hope bits, so. Yeah, maybe hope they glued so. it together. I could rescue it. Yeah, yeah. He, he glued I it just, together. I, I can do something with this. He glued it together. He put it outside for it to dry, and it got struck by lightning. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Well, yeah, I just, um, I just think, I, I don't think you find. Maybe we wouldn't know about this these days. Yeah. But I don't think you'll find many football players coming back from a European trip mm. buying crockery. Mm. It's a weird thing to do anyway. I don't. Yeah. I just think that shouldn't be. Passed I just, over. I just don't. They have uh, these days. I just don't think they have time to um, shop. shop. You know, you're in and out on private jets here, yeah. commercial flight, all that, all that. No business. one to meet you at the airport. No one to meet you at the airport. Hour to yeah. kill and duty free. Before you know it, you're up to your eyeballs in yeah. crockery. <laughs> Just buy two hundred fags, Kevin. Could we blame the breakup of the Yugoslavia on Kevin Keegan? <laughs> it may be. 
Did he, did he have two carrier yeah. bags of, the, uh, of Yugoslavia in it? They, they do actually call it back over there still. They call it the um, the smash crockery herd around the world. <laughs> <laughs> the shot rang out. Oh dear. Well, yeah. um, in Keegan's final season uh, for Liverpool, 76-77, Liverpool almost won the treble, uh, the League FA Cup and European Cup, of course. However, midway through the season, Keegan announced his intention to leave in the summer to play abroad, which led to a strained relationship between him and the fans and even some of his teammates. There was an urban myth that Liverpool teammate Jimmy Case took exception to Keegan's poor performance in the 77 FA Cup final which they lost to Manchester United and gave Kevin a black eye mm. uh, this was finally debunked when Kevin explained in 2014 <laughs> that he'd simply got the bruise from a swimming pool prank gone wrong <laughs> which he's is, not playing that prank yeah. is he there's not a chance <laughs> was the prank yeah. um, it turned out around the swimming pool the payoff of the prank was Jimmy Case's fist in your face <laughs> it's just a way of describing the same thing Jimmy was doing the front crawl he was coming towards me <laughs> and obviously as you do the front crawl you have to close your fists that's how you get better um, I'm I mean, I, I, yeah, because when he when he sort of explained, oh no 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 no, that that's not not a true story. You think is he sticking up for an old teammate? You know, mm. bygones be bygones, all that kind of stuff. Who knows? And then he said, yeah, he got the bruise from a swimming pool prank gone wrong. I thought that's definitely the truth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what's happened. Jimmy Case also looks like the kind of bloke at the time who'd like hang around a pub. Yes, as you were trying to just walk in the pub yep. and go, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm just trying to get in the pub. What's your problem? Yeah. There's no problem. I just want to get them. What, you, what yeah. are you doing? You fucking looking at me? Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. he looks yeah. like. Incredibly tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Well, Keegan, of course, moved to uh, Hamburg, um, Hamburger FSV, for £500,000, which was then a, a record transfer fee in British football. Do you also think that you know the idea that Keegan had announced that he was um, leaving to go to Hamburg yeah. at the time... Um, that's not something that's really a big deal now. People don't. Really, no. I mean, fan, fans of a club, if it was a good player, would get pissed off. But generally speaking, it's not like, mm. oh my god, I can't believe he's done that mm. now. Yeah. But then it probably was right, and that's mm. kind of an interesting thing because I mean, you wouldn't really yeah. bat an eye in that. Like him changing sport almost. It yeah, would be it feels yeah. a bit like today, like so unusual. There. Yeah. But if it was, if if, if it's uh, like a breakaway league or something, this it's like uh, you know all that stuff in golf it, at the uh, moment. Uh, or... This sort of thing was like quite heartbreaking back then when Kevin King sold Andy Cole. Like the, yeah. a star player leaving to another club. Maybe it would be there. Maybe it would be there. But do you not think though that? The, but that was still twenty-five, however many years ago. Yeah, but, but do you not think with this though, with Keegan was was such a, a huge player in this country in the seventies, and he was you know he was a heartthrob. He was loved throughout the mm. nation and all the rest of it. And it was like right, well now you're not getting any of that. No, I'm going to I'm going to do that all, uh, abroad yeah. because you didn't have internet, yeah. didn't have yeah, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was then gone out. I'm going to be on dust top of the pops. Yes, it, he, he, was. Travis. he was. Yeah. He very much was. When he when he um, first went there, he, he he struggled to settle at first, and he suspected that his teammates didn't like him. <laughs> Um, Why are you laughing when you're saying that? <laughs> just because again, bad luck, isn't it? Yeah, he's not. I'm sure he's not done anything to to. He's such a likable man. Yeah. This is the thing. Like, You've I, you work with him, right? I uh, I have met the man, a very very likable, and and I love the fact that when I walked in. Uh, to uh, the room where he was, uh, we were doing a thing, and it was, it was just the green room, if you like, as, as they call it. And Keegan was there. He was holding court, of course, around the table. Dion Dublin was there as well. They were the two big names. I was um, very much the uh, the undercard. <laughs> on, 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 and uh, and I walked in the room, and Keegan was talking about a time when he played for Liverpool, and he he returned to his car or wherever it was parked, and it had been smashed up, <laughs> right? And I. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who knows the football realm knows me knows. That was your introduction to him. Yeah. yeah, that's what he was saying as I walked in the room and I thought <laughs> I thought this is this is gonna take all my And you did energy. a live event. 
Uh, yeah, we were, but that obviously wasn't the last no. bit. Um, but I just thought, how can you meet someone like Keegan? He's talking about, yeah, and I got back and the, and the car was smashed up mm. and so on. And I didn't burst out laughing. Just because every fibre of my being wanted to. Yeah. I thought, that's not a good start, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like when you got beaten up in that label, isn't it? <laughs> typical, <laughs> typical keggy. We haven't even met. Yeah. <laughs> was it as badly smashed up as the, as the Bulgarian pottery? Yeah. yeah, exactly. We couldn't do that. Well, your dreams for your planning permission when you got <laughs> yeah. turned down that time. Yeah, that was a big old operation as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. The council um, were did you, did you take the opportunity to get him to bust any myths or not? Oh, no. You should have. I no. don't know. Did you give him a black eye? I didn't. <laughs> I thought that would have been very, very uh, inappropriate. Yeah. Um, but That's all I deserve. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but didn't Keegan also say when he was at Hamburg, when he, he knew the players were starting to like him, when mm. one of them turned up with a perm one day? Yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. Which is an amazing thing. Well, really. I, I, you know, they won the league in 79. How the Germans show their affection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, maybe he started that whole craze in Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah, he won the league in 79. They reached the, the final of the European Cup in, in 1980. He picked up uh, the Ballon d'Or in both years. Uh, and, uh, you know, famed for his work rate, competitive spirit and so on. He, he, before you move on to the next one, for the Ballon d'Or, he could have had a third. But um, is it Alan Simonson? Who, yes, who Alan Simonson won, won, he won it. Yeah. The, so he, he won two. Keegan won two. Hmm. In the year that Simonson won, Keegan came second, but Keegan, you know, had holding into his uh, hapless nature, yeah. actually got more first choice uh, votes than Alan Simonson. <laughs> but Simonson got more second choice votes. Oh my goodness. So more people wanted him to win the Ballon d'Or than <laughs> come second. Still didn't win it. But he still didn't win it. Oh yeah. my Which goodness. Which I think is lovely. He and won the popular vote. He's not even happy. He's never had hap. He's, he doesn't know where the hap is kept. Yeah, oh, and you know dear. that obviously Keegan's Hamburg lost in the European Cup final at the Bernabeu in 1980 to Brian Clough's Nottingham Forest. That's right. Nice. Yeah. Which was kind of an interesting situation because on the Hamburg side of the ledger, if you like, in yeah. 1980 in the final, Keegan is not really talked about playing that game no. because because Forest what they did was so remarkable. And um, Felix Magat was playing the second yeah, field. That's right. Lovely. So one of the players in the, in the dressing room with Kevin at that time was uh-huh. uh, was uh, Felix Magat. Yeah, very different men. Oh, very different men. Yeah. Felix, why do you have to be so harsh? Why are you rubbing cheese on my leg? <laughs> was that McGat? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, is it? yeah. Oh, you know, I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah. It's, it's just the amazing. <laughs> so there's, there's, we'll both be at Fulham one day. There's, a three, there's three players in the midfield for that Hamburg team. Mm. The aforementioned Felix McGat and Kevin Keegan playing a bit further forward. Yeah. The other player uh, was a midfield, German midfield player called Holger Hieronymus. Good. Nice. Which is, I'd never heard of him before. Yeah. He, he played a, a few caps for West Germany, yeah, but played. Yeah majority of his career for Hamburg uh, just an incredible name one That's of the right. great unset, unspoken mm. names in football mm. I would say but I tell you what though McGat and Keegan in there like that is like work rate competitive that's mm. light and shade though mm. in, in on the skill department because McGat could absolutely smash the ball as well no but McGat McGat was, was very competitive so that that is a winning winning, winning that, team. And, and Keegan, his versatility was such a such a key part of his skill set. Like yeah. he wasn't the quickest. He didn't necessarily dribble at at speed like your Maradonas and stuff. But no, he, he wasn't was, slow. No, he wasn't slow. But he <clears> just <throat> could do everything properly, yeah. and he was fitter than every person. Oh, he, he was. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. he definitely okay. was. Well, that is and definitely. We're gonna, we're gonna, before we move on, we're going to talk about that. We have to say that in '83. Magat mm. scores the winner against Juventus in the European Cup final, so he has his moment. We had to say that. We do. On but, the guide but, to Kevin Keegan. But by that point, sadly, here's your link. Yeah. Kevin had moved on. Yeah, to Southampton. <laughs> um, uh, but Keegan, Poor though, bastard. Another talking, example of his haplessness. Yeah, well, ended, up, ended up in the city of Southampton. <laughs> but when we talk about Keegan's competitive spirit and all the rest of it, I mean, that very, very popular clip on the TV show Superstars in 1976, where elite athletes from different sport competed against each other in various events. Keegan, Keegan is, is involved. 
and mm. and he's and he, and he, and he, of course he fell off his bike, didn't he, when he tried to cycle too hard in a race, and it's a shockingly bad fall, like a proper <laughs> a proper scraper. I just yeah. I just had to lie still to make sure nothing was broken. <laughs> the, the very so idea, the very idea that in 1976, yeah. where Kevin Keegan, who's one of the best football players in the world, yeah. At the peak of his powers. They've just won the league in UEFA Cup, Liverpool. At the peak of his powers, he's going to ride really fast (laughs) on a shitty old racer bike around the dirt track with no helmet on. He's wobbling around all over the place from the off as well. You you know what's going to (laughs) happen. It gets a bad scrape as well. But he's clearly in a bit of like bit of shock. He's like, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. Imagine now. Imagine now if it we go to the studio now mm. and we flick on the TV yeah. and what's happening tonight on primetime TV Erling Haaland is Marcus Rashford <laughs> right he's, he's just he's shucking just knives around <laughs> yeah. he's going to do the high wire tightrope <laughs> it's mad isn't it it's crazy it's how like different phys- the world it's like was physical it. 100 but with um, sitting Liverpool players do you, do, you, yeah. do you know what would have happened in that process as well when he when he entered Superstars what I kind of like about it is that the, it was so innocent back back in those days I don't even reckon he'd have to have asked anyone. Mm. I reckon he no, probably would have no, said, no, yeah, he's yeah, such a powerful player, yeah. he would have just gone, by the way, I'm doing this, and no one would have stopped they him. They also yeah. do, used to do, and in fact, it was not It was, It was. was after this, I think it was in the 80s, they used to do the old 100-metre race, didn't they? You see, he was the fastest player in the Premier that League. That went into yes. the 90s as well. I think, yeah. I think that went a lot, that was, I think the showpiece, they did a regional sprint of that, mm. and the, the showpiece, I think, was before the League Cup final, maybe? Yeah. Imagine that. Right. Hamstrings imagine, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, late team shoot for Manchester United, because Marcus Rashford has done his hamstring before the... <laughs> Yeah, just ridiculous. He's caught his knackers on a hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> so Keegan, oh, it was a really yeah. bad fall. It was a very bad fall. We're all familiar with it, of course. Yeah. Uh, poor old Keggy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All 
you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Of course, after Southampton, he moved to Newcastle. And he was only there a couple of seasons from uh, 82 to 84. Uh, his connection was unique with the supporters. He scored on his debut and famously threw himself into the crowd. As he later explained, it was to show he was one of them. <laughs> oh, warms your cockles, doesn't it? Yeah. In his final game in, in 1984, Newcastle played a friendly against Liverpool and Keegan left the pitch in a helicopter while still dressed in his kit. That is lovely it, stuff. It, it, it's it is, so unnecessary. It is so strange <laughs> to watch the footage of that now, isn't it? It mm. just looks so utterly bizarre and people yeah. are like why is this happening yeah, where's he going I don't think it's one of those things where the context of the time would have made it make more sense either. <laughs> yeah. I think it was exactly as strange as it appeared way, where, where, where did we where did he when he got punched in LA by that time when he was having a kid in his car <laughs> he's driving his car back from somewhere wasn't it it what, might even have he, been Germany who was he playing for was it in Denver? Oh, I don't know, to be honest, yeah. Okay, just having a little kip. Well, I'm not having that. <laughs> it was, um, that was when he retired as a player, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, oh, in was between that and it when was he in, started. It was, in the, it, I think, wasn't it? it was in the early 90s, yeah. yeah. It was mistaken identity, wasn't it? Uh, was it? Uh, I think yeah. it was a random attack, I think. Oh, really? A random attack, I think, was somebody who kind of stole some yeah. of stuff. I mean, it's like quite... Hey, boy, un- didn't happen to anybody else, It's though. quite an unpleasant incident, Mark. It is a very unpleasant you, incident. You appear to be enjoying it quite no, a lot. I'm not enjoying it at all. No. And you didn't mention it when you met him, so it no. seems, a bit, seems a bit weird that you wouldn't mention it. Yeah. Why would that be weird? <laughs> Did you ever find the guy? Um, <laughs> anyway, so Keegan... He probably would have asked the court not to punish them too harshly, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. Happened in 91, and he got the Newcastle job in 92. So. Well, he said he would never go into management when he retired. And he yeah. was a pundit, but of course, as you say, in 1992, he took up the Newcastle United job, won the first division, got them promoted back into the Premier League in his very first season. And it was blisteringly good mm. as soon as he took over it there. Was, he was so exciting as Newcastle oh, manager. It's, it's, it's easy to forget. Mm. Like, they had that 12-point lead, which we'll come on to. Yeah. And that's... Man United always had a game in hand on that, so that's that's an, an interesting point. But you know they had twelve points more on the board than anyone else. Mm. That and would they had be so boring now, wouldn't it? Yeah. For anyone to have a twelve-point lead, you'd be like, <laughs> "That's so dull." This season's like, there's no jeopardy. Finished league, in it. Farmers yeah, League, exactly. Yeah. But even when they were that far ahead, it's like this team are amazing. This is so much fun. Yeah. This is so great. But it was all on emotion, wasn't it? Yeah. You wouldn't really get that so much now. It was all. Keegan was, you know, players loved playing for him. Mm. When he was England manager, um, despite them clearly not being particularly great, you know, when he when he resigned, of course, I mean, you know, they lost 1-0 to Germany at Wembley, the last game at the old Wembley, it was just an awful affair, terrible game, the weather was awful, it probably should have been called off. And then Keegan says, you know, I, I, I just don't have what it takes at this level. Yeah, but you that said that, didn't he say that while he was in a toilet? No, he said it on the camera. He resigned in the toilet. Yeah, but he was being filmed in the toilet, wasn't he? I don't think he was being filmed in the cubicle, wasn't it? It was like a cubicle, wasn't it? Was it? it? That's what it felt. That's what I remember. Get the cameras in. Uh, But on, but on before we go on to that though, the Newcastle thing itself. uh, I'll be interesting, Pete's take because obviously the Newcastle fan. For me, when I think of Keegan, I do think of that season ninety five, ninety six, where they just had an incredible. Team. They signed some really exciting players, didn't they? They signed Ferdinand. I think they signed Ferdinand, Ginola, Barton, and Hislop. Mm. 
Um, spent quite a lot of money doing it as well for the time. And it was a tremendously exciting mm. time. Um, and, and you know, I don't think for one second, personally, and as Jim's already mentioned, mm. not, it was actually nine points really if you take the game and hand it into, into account. People will say, oh, the rant he did when Ferguson sort of implied that teams who played Newcastle didn't try as hard mm-hmm. against Newcastle as they do against his United team. And Keegan losing the plot. That seems now to me like people have said that's the reason Newcastle United lost the league. Yeah, but that's got to be complete no. fucking bollocks. I, I can't imagine they blamed, any. To- they blamed everyone. They blamed Tino. They blamed like it, it. It was just one of the, these things. Sometimes happen, you know. And yeah. they did have a game in hand, and they did have injuries, and it was just about them and the players. The players weren't watching that and going, yeah. "Well, we're fucked then." Yeah. I think what that which is what from. seems to because people... because because Keegan for me and what makes him a good manager and what makes him a, a, a better man manager than a tactician because obviously back then you could get away with. Uh, uh, excelling, and I think, uh, sorry, Ferguson, you would probably say wasn't a master tactician mm. at that time. He was just a man who could get the best out of um, young players, uh, uh, older players, and he was. Just, and, and he, I think, he learned to be a manager. At well, European United, football well, he, he would, would suggest as well because they struggled in Europe, and then he grew into it. Exactly, yeah. and so and so you're in a situation where where Kevin King comes at the club, and and he's just. He's a football mark, you know, like the Carney court. A Carney court. They call um, mm. uh, they find a mark. Yeah, they, yeah. they call marks. So you know, you can't see it in wrestling quite a lot. They call them uh, the people who are really into wrestling marks. He's a man who just really loved football, mm. and yeah. he achieved so much in the game. Mm. And he was a fucking rock star to people who remember the seventies mm-hmm. and remember his fucking chiselled good looks and all that stuff, and his bell bottom jeans and his road yeah. safety advert and, and his stuff. lovely torso and his lovely torso. And and so so when you're when Robert Lee is is trying to figure out whether to sign for Manchester United or Newcastle United, and Kevin Keane says, "Well, you know what." Robert actually because he's a bit thick um, it, it, uh, Manchester United Manchester is um, 100 um, miles uh, further away than Newcastle is to London right because mm. obviously he's at London, he wanted to be now in London and so like these things kind of matter and, and Rob Lee uh, I think spoke very eloquently about it and he just made you feel like a million yeah. dollars yeah, that's it. And, and he did that everywhere he went he chose his um, clubs very carefully mm-hmm. there was always a lot of money sloshing around yeah. Fulham and, uh, and Al-Fayed uh, you had Manchester City mm-hmm. and where were those two clubs when, 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 when he joined yeah, you yeah. know he, 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 take, he took clubs through the geese and it was only when he fell to England that, that where his legacy fell, fell short yeah. and I think with the second um, spell at Newcastle it was obviously a ridiculous situation mm-hmm. and he was made a million promises and Dennis Wise and all the, you know um, all, all the bell ends yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of wheeled in and, and really let him and the, the city of Newcastle down he's a, he, he's such an underrated manager mm-hmm. for what he achieved and what he turned into because money doesn't always uh, make make good football sides do, look you think, at, look at, do you think that's why they booked him for the Meat Industry Awards <laughs> I'm proud of you for being a good stuff. I nice. stumbled over that. That's I was lovely so stuff. excited, wasn't it's he, to get stuff. that out. Um, yeah. no, you are right, Peter. I think that back in those days, when Kevin, when, when um, Kenny Dalgleish had his Blackburn side, and there's a story of him saying to uh, 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 who was the who were the wingers? Was it Wilcox and Ripley? Yeah, right. yeah. left and right wingers. You're very much four four two. Always four four two back in those days, and uh, you know they would get down the line and whip the ball in to Shearer and Sutton because mm. you would, yeah, right, yeah. back in those they days. They were just the best players in those positions. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, uh, and there was concern that teams were figuring that out, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it was like, oh, so what should we do? And he said, well, and, and someone said, well, you could swap them over. <laughs> and then, and then it, or, or no, there was that. And I think that... Really no, no, just no, no. crossed into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> He's very confused. He's not used to it. No, no, it needs a week or two. I think that was like obviously not that particular detail, but I think that was like no, no, no. We can't, we can't do that. That's madness. And then I think that there was a conversation between Ripley and Dalgleish reportedly that that, that 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 he said, well, sometimes don't go to the byline and get the cross in. Mm. 
And Ripley was like, oh, what, 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 what else can I do? Yeah. And he went, um, well, you could cut inside. And he's like, and then what? You know what I mean? That, that's what yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the feel-good factor and all that kind of stuff, no one's finer than Keegan. Yeah. No one is finer than that. That is why at the Meat Industry Awards, when the crowd turn and start firing all these questions, it's like, uh, let Kevin deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. let these fielding questions that are not in, you know, his, his remit. Yeah, exactly. I, I also think... Because he can he can get everybody going. And 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 I think the emotions were, were huge at that time. Ferguson was a cannier operator, but of course when Manchester United start winning and they start, you know, cutting that lead and so on... You're going, they, up, they get, against, you're going up against a lot. You're going up against the best... Premier League side in history. Exactly. You're going up against essentially a steamroller of a club. And, cl- and a side who have done team. it. They've won titles exactly. and all the rest of it. Exactly. And then it was a case of, you know, are they going to get the jitters? Are they going to, you know, we've yeah. seen Arsenal this season but who are doing very well. well and the course. big 4-3 game in the April as well, which yeah. was a massive deal against Yeah, he didn't have to say to Pavel Cernicek, <laughs> the late great Pavel Cernicek just before that game, why can't you be more like Peter Schmeichel? <laughs> yeah. So the man management, you know, it was usually good, but just as they're going out onto the Anfield turf, you know, but, but you see him slumped. <laughs> and again, he was all on emotion. You see him slump behind the uh, the, the hoardings mm. in, in the seat. And, you know, you're not going to see Ferguson slumped after the no. result. Ferguson would come out, he'd blame the referee, yeah. he'd do all this sort of stuff. Keegan would have he'd gone into the, the course, dressing yeah. room yeah. after that game and gone, oh, I can't believe we lost that game. Did Ferguson, yeah. after the, the Kevin Keegan rant, did he not later say that was when he knew they'd be able to overturn it? I mean, and I think that might be why it gets, yeah, you know, kind of it's easy to be wise after that. People, back, people yeah. backfill that narrative, though, yeah. don't they? He did say that, and I think it's probably quite a cute thing to say. Yeah, but I just think there's so many different variables mm-hmm. that you know, it's and and there's loads of different elements that could have contributed to them falling short. Not least the fact that May and I were brilliant. Yeah. They were brilliant, you know, and, and there's I, no shame in that. But I think with Keegan at Newcastle at that time, he took him as far as they could. And then, of course, you know, we mentioned England as well. It's funny when he says, you know, I, I, I don't have what it takes at this level. We actually think that, I think that was the thing. Everyone really wanted him to become England manager. Yeah, it was and, so exciting, wasn't it? Well, it, it was. And, and to be honest with you, of course, you've got to be a good tactician. But actually, international football is where you can go on emotion. Mm. You can, you know, we see what Southgate's doing with England. Obviously, a little bit more of a tactical thing, but I don't think anyone thinks Southgate is... You know, like if if you if you joined a Premier League club, you know wh- who would it be, and so on. It, unlikely it would be one of the top ones, but that team was unmanageable. Someone, some would argue. What oh. the Keegan? Uh, well, well the, like the going England forward, who names, got who yeah. got it right? Who got it right mm. after him? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was it was a period of you know. But he that's also, why he also took a job in quite difficult circumstances as well. He did, yeah. And and but but I you know Beckham said that when Keegan said you know I've resigned, lads, they were like, no, we want you to stay. Mm. Like we that, this is what this is what we want because they they loved him so much. Um, but it, you know, he lets us do what we want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we pick the team. Yeah. Uh, he sometimes doesn't even need to be here. But I just he, think the whole—it's—it's it's a sad thing to say, but the whole episode of him resigning. Mm. There's talk that you know he had—he had done it in the toilet cubicle. It was yeah. pissing down with rain. They'd lost at the old Wembley, I think, yeah. maybe final for, the, game for the final game he against Germany. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his foot was in a bucket. <laughs> yeah, it's not ideal. No, it's not ideal. I, I mean, yeah. He walked walked past a um, quite large puddle on the side of the street as a bus went past and it soaked him in water. What was the story then of him? He wanted to get planning permission for his house and the council blocked it or something. No, he, he had a big um, interest, I think, in a company that was developing a huge amount of land. Right. I forget where it was, but with a massive project. Mm-hmm. And they put a load of stuff into it, and it got turned down. It's quite a boring bureaucratic story. No, really. I think I think he there was a I, I think there was another one where it was his house. I think. Oh right. And the blog down the road 
had a exact same thing going on, like, and he got his his plans ratified. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and then when Kevin Keegan <laughs> got his judge, his misjudged, uh, his judged, uh, he couldn't get his build. So then he went right. Okay, I want the I want to appeal, and I want the guy who ratified that mm. uh, to to look at it, and he still got turned down. <laughs> So he got what he wanted, and he still got turned around. So for every, so he's this Mark. He, he loves, he loves too much. The yeah, man loves too much. He wants things too they much. Said, he they, tries too hard. They said Maybe I could, that's it. I, I was allowed to build it out of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I joked earlier about him, you know, quitting things, and obviously the England example is mm. is, is the the biggest example of that because it, it was really sad, wasn't it? it was essentially yeah. he openly said, "I don't feel I'm up to this job," yeah. and you know, we've heard a few times where he he does seem to sort of have a bit of a crisis in confidence every now and then and it's mm. it makes him really fragile but it also makes him really, more lovable almost. really more lovable but also really human exactly and here's a good here's a good follow up question to that jim when was the last time you heard a football manager mm. say yeah. I've not been good enough. Yeah. I don't think mm. I've ever heard it. Doesn't it happen. Yeah. Doesn't happen. And, and that's the thing like that's I think that's why we 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 love the man because mm. you know we spoke um uh, recently on a Ramble podcast about Sam Allardyce going, oh, well, you know, I, I could have managed Man City, I could have done this. And blah, blah, blah. It's just, I know, just talk about what you've done because mm-hmm. you've achieved a bit, in the, quite a lot in the game. You know, like you don't need to, to do this inflated mm. nonsense. And Keegan, it's almost like the, the opposite. Is that but, why but, you identify but, but, with but him, he, Peter? But when he, when he got <laughs> the European golden boot or whatever it was, yeah. and he, he sort of said, he said, it's not. Cold. I mean, I'm, I was, I was one of like seven great strike, great, great um, mm. um, goal scorers in in the UK at the time. Um, it was bound to be one of us. He's so humble about know, his achievements that like he would never um, knowingly kind of like suggest things yeah. that he's done in the past. He was very proud of moving uh, abroad at a time where players didn't really do that and, yeah. and, and succeeding. Yeah. He had a terrible first season at Hamburg mm-hmm. and turned it around by the end. And he, he just, he, he, by the end, he really enjoyed playing there. He's Everything's just, in German. He's just, <laughs> Oh, but sausages again, just keep but, coming. But you know what? Like, <laughs> that's not a problem. But the thing is, with his time in Germany, we talk about him being the superstar in England and in this sort of box office. He was that in Germany. Yeah. And yeah. eventually, time, yeah, but it, but took, he, it took a bit of time. It, it took but a bit of time, but he, but he, but he, he stuck managed. at it. He's, he's, he, the thing that gets me is like, he's these, nowadays, we so hear about these players well. who, didn't, who didn't have... Uh, who didn't have all the skills in the world, but they applied themselves and became one of the best in the game, right? Mm. And these characters are always weird robot men or yes. women, right? They're always kind of like weird, kind of like, oh, I don't, I, I don't see where you fit into the human race. Well, you think like, what's, <laughs> what's Keegan, Lionel Messi really like? Cristiano yeah, Ronaldo, I mean, the, we wish we these, didn't know these that These kind much. of like modern, these modern kind of like, like single focused right? replicants, yeah. like who yeah. are, who are mm. either um, incredibly gifted and, and they and they work hard at it, or they they've they've got not so much and they work hard and hard mm. at it, and they mm. turn into weird kind of men who listen to high performance podcasts, right? Yeah. Um, but but Kevin Keegan, he's Great just show. he's just a he's just a man who cared about what he did, loved what he did. I think, you know, we've we've obviously had a laugh, uh, largely at his expense, always at his expense, on this <laughs> podcast. But actually, this is what we really do think about the man. Yeah. I think, you know. Um, I mean, I, I, but when people talk about, how, you know, how would he remember, what's his legacy? I was watching and, uh, you know, indulge me as you often have. God bless you all. Um, I was watching an Oasis documentary. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it was all about the first album, Definitely Maybe. They mm. went on tour to America. And I think for whatever reason, who, 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 who
He's like, I've had enough of this. I've had enough of this pressure. I've had enough of this madness. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just he, he leaves the tour and he goes. Didn't they all do Crystal Meth at one point. It was, off the, it was off the back of, the back of that. that, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, that club in uh, Los Angeles, a go go mm. whiskey, a go go. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Noel Gallagher. Says, this is unprofessional. I've just had it, and, he, and off he goes. And Noel Gallagher goes in detail about what happened and blah 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 blah. blah. Anyway, he then cuts to Liam, and Liam just goes, "Yeah, well, our kid had his Kevin Keegan moment." <laughs> 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 that's what he's been known for and that's there we are you see yeah. what a shame what a shame <laughs> I, I, th- I think he'll be I think he'll be remembered for being a legend in the game he's one of the few people who have you know who has been able to he's not mastered management I wouldn't say but he had a very top level management career mm-hmm. alongside a very top level playing career and there's plenty of fantastic yeah. world class players over the decades mm. who've not been able to replicate anything like that as managers completely yeah. different skill set mm. and we seem to be surrounded by them quite a lot the fact that he was able to do that as well and emerge from such a kind of bare pit of a sport with quite a lot of goodwill and affection around him mm. for all the things he'd achieved when by rights in this in, in the game you do find a lot of jealousy and a lot of people kind mm-hmm. of you know, digging out other people I think that's what he'll be re- remembered for an honourable guy who's who, rose to the top of his game um, but what? had a few accidents along the way <laughs> <laughs> what job wouldn't he get now yeah. like if he existed yeah. as a, a footballing managerial entity and he just come out of like Fulham or come, come yeah. out of Manchester City he'd be in the frame for like the Chelsea job he'd be in the frame yeah. for like all kinds of stuff wouldn't he and how many singles has Graham Potter released <laughs> exactly <laughs> right, has he done yeah. headers on top of the pops with Dave Lee Travis yeah. <laughs> or Tony Blair or Tony Blair you can't talk about Dave Lee Travis these days no uh-huh. but I think that's it and, and, and to, to you know if, if I may finish with when I met him that time, there was people who who were attending that event who, like, easily younger than me, lads in their twenties and whatnot, they all wanted a photo with Keegan. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like they wouldn't have known him as a footballer. We didn't know him really as a footballer, uh, and, and they may not have even remembered him as a manager. But the 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 the, the charisma, the mag magnetism that he has mm. is quite something. And he is, without a doubt, he's a national treasure. Yeah, mm. without a doubt. Oh, God bless that Magnet man. for both affection and disaster. It's a unique <laughs> recipe. And we it? look forward to the next it's exhilarating, isn't it? Yeah, yeah we are. Yeah. Ah, there we are, everybody. Uh, thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pete Dalton. Goodbye. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you, Kevin Keegan. And thank yeah. you very much, Kevin Keegan. Absolutely. Lots of love. Here's my wife, Jean. This is where it gets difficult. <laughs> okay, come on. I think I have Shut you. up! I love my wife, Jane. I think every was her. <laughs> you dick. It's a little pause, though, isn't it? I think <laughs> I abuse her. Right, come okay. on. We're abusing you here. Come on, you can do this. Come on. He met his wife, Jean. Fuck. <laughs> on the waltzers. <laughs> he did. It's cute, isn't it? It's nice. It's, lovely. it's wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, going around again, are we? All right. <laughs> oh, I feel a bit queasy. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jean. <laughs> Let me take you out to apologise. <laughs> right, no interjections. We can't. Who's, who's right? Is it Walters? <laughs> right, I'm very no, confused. No interjections, because otherwise he's not going to get yeah, through it. I shouldn't bag. have brought this latte on it. Shut the fuck <laughs> The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.